sense of my words in the world If I write them and then recite them Are they worth being heard? Just because I like them Does that mean that I should mic them And see what might unfurl? And I think of the significance of my opinions here Is it significant to be giving them? Does anybody care? Just because I'm into this Does that mean that I should live like it? Titled Art comes to us from the mind, heart, head, and soul of the Montreal, Quebec bass singer Tanya Davis. Her backing musicians are as follows. Tanya, of course, on guitar and voice. Jason Burns, drums, backing vocals. Charles Austin, bass. Chris Pope, guitar, lap steel, backing vocals. Don Brownrig, backing vocals. Catherine McClellan, backing vocals. Jen Grant, backing vocals. To play out the show, we shall hear Tanya sing a song called Eulogy for You and Me. Tanya plays bass on that one, and Jim Bryson plays octagon keys and guitar, while Peter Von Alten handles drums and percussion. Once again, we thank the artist Tanya Davis out of Montreal, Quebec, for gracing this episode with two of her songs. Now, introducing the host of our show, Mr. Douglas Day. Thank you, Mortimer. And thank you, Tanya Davis. And welcome, one and all, to another episode of Book Smart with Douglas Day. Before I forget, this program has been inspired by... Yes, Nigel? You have a call, sir. Line six, sir. 
Douglas Day. Need anything from the shop? Yes, 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 yes. I'd fancy an elderberry tea and a pan au chocolat, s'il vous plaît. Donata, anything else for your compatriots? Good question. Nigel, Mr. Ross, Mortimer, anything from the shop? Sure, Douglas, I'll, I'll have what you're having, please. Nigel. Ditto, sir. Mortimer. Double ditto, Douglas. Goody, got that? Four elderberry teas and four pano chocolates, right, Douglas? Indeed, now. All right. Excuse me. All right. Fine and dandy. Now, as I was saying, today's program is inspired by The Twelve Steps to Natural Gardening by Al Crowder. That's K-R-A-U-T-T-E-R. And by Nutriself. Be who you always wanted to be. Feel how you always wanted to feel with Nutriself. Need anything from the shop? Excuse me. Sorry, sir. Is he gone? Yes, he's gone, sir. Sorry, sir. No problemo. Let's get to it. Introducing sound man extraordinaire, Nigel Lewis Stevenson. Thank you, sir. This is a poem by Nigel from his Oxford series entitled Toxicology Forum. Patients 10 through 12. Spligophorus, wondrous, wonderful, famous, not, not, ness, what you've done, gentlemen, solving this riddle so. You have, let's be honest, shot the field forward into regions not, not known until you've done what you've done. And for this, I commend you. How's the patient? The patient's fine, sir. Splendid. You are both up for the prize of prizes. I'm going to see to it surprisingly that you, uh, you serpers are... Sensationated for what has activated the cure of the toxicology forum. Outstanding work. Outstanding. Patient 11. I'm not telling him. We have to. I won't. You tell. We have to. We cannot lie about this anymore, Jerome. She is still physically ill and we have lied and he has, and he has bought it because it is exactly what the son of a gun wanted to hear. Don't swear at or about him, please. This is serious. I can't, in good conscience, get up there and get that award when I know what I know, and I know that you know the same damning evidence. Bullycock. What? Bullycock. Oh, Jerome, you're treading on thin ground, monsieur. Thin ground, indeed. I tread where I want to, always have and always will. Jerome. Yes? She's not cured. She, as you say, is as cured as she'll ever be. As for me, I would like to, I demand to get back to my research because I am important and I have important thoughts repeatedly. You're a madman, you son of a gun. I am. I, without your help, have put forth theories that have shot the world of our own making forward hundreds of years. Have put forth theories that have shot the world of our making forward one hundred of years. I've shot forth theories even that until I'd shot them they had not, for one iota, Dr. Pierce, been snuggled or smuggled or buggled or bugled into the minds of the many. I've cured that woman and I am accepting that award. You're a madman, mon frere. Adieu. Patient number twelve. Dr. Mongolia? Yes. May I come in? Come in. Sir, I have to tell you he's not coming tonight. He? He's not to accept the award, sir. 
I know that, you fool, I know that, but not not to be done. By God, man, I can only do so much. I led you boys on your way regarding that cure. I'll not be splendiffered by that Dr. Pierce. I'll de-doctor him, gosh darn it. I wanted to let you know, sir. I know, I know. Sir? Yes. Should you want the door left open? Leave it closed. Yes, sir. Come back here. Yes, sir. What's this in my hand, son? The telephone, sir. Gosh darn, hacking right, you fool. What is it used for? For? Don't answer me. Get out the room. This infernal machine is calling me. Thank you, Nigel. You're welcome, sir. Mr. Ross, what did you think of Nigel's... Need anything from the shop? Sorry, sir. Nigel's poetry. I liked it. I, I always liked Nigel's poetry. I especially like how he fleshed out the accent of... um. Dr. Mongolia. Yes, yes, I'm glad you noticed that. Nigel and I discussed that very issue after last week's program, and I'm glad Nigel took my note and ran with it. Thank you, sir. Without further ado, let's get back to Mr. Ross's audio play, entitled The Keeper's House. Anything you'd like to share with us before you begin, Mr. Ross? Um, only that this is the penultimate scene for Act One, Douglas. I see. Whipping along, shall I assume this shall be the traditional three-act play, Mr. Ross? That is correct, Douglas. Hmm, I see. Well, whenever you're ready, Mr. Ross, yam on. Thanks, Douglas. Act 1, Scene 4, The Keeper's House, present-day Manhattan, high-rise office building, real estate firm, 11.35 a.m. Camera zooms in on a young salesman talking on the phone. Though his desk faces away from the window, he swings his leather chair around to look out over Central Park in a northerly direction. Young salesman. Horace Ledbetter, please. This is Happy Drummond. Horace Ledbetter. Hello. Mr. Ledbetter, how are you? I'm fine. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking to? Happy Drummond, sir. Happy who? Happy Drummond, sir. We had the pleasure of meeting at the NERSC last uh, conference last Thursday, sir. We talked about a, a deal I have brewing up along the Hudson River. I have a vague recollection, Mr. Drummond, but I heard a lot of deals that day. Please uh, fill me in again. Will do, sir. You've heard of the town of Dobbs Ferry? Oh, yes, one of the river towns. Exactly. About 15 miles north of Manhattan as the crow flies. Yes, I'm familiar with it. I myself had cousins in Irvington we would visit every year. Sometimes we drive through Dobbs Ferry. How's the market up there? Quite well, sir. Overall figures are up 25% in the last year, and that trend uh, continued in this quarter. Tell me more, uh, Mr. Uh, Drummond. Well, there's an 18-acre parcel down next to the river that has been left alone for decades. Indian burial ground contaminated with PCBs hung up in city council for years and years. You know, the usual. Okay, I hear you. You said 18 acres? Yes, sir. And did they clean up the site yet? Indeed they have, or I should say they're almost done cleaning the site, sir. And you want me to throw my weight into this development project? Is that it, Mr. Uh, Drummond? That is correct, sir. I'd like you to consider being one of our seven flagship founders in on the ground floor, as it were. River views, easy commute, fresh air, a very handsome return on your investment, if I do say so myself. Who's the builder? M.J. Dempsey Associates out of Yonkers. I know Dempsey's work. He's a good egg. Time frame? Hope to break ground in early May. Why the long wait? 
Well, there are a few indigenous residents who claim ownership of the site. They call it Wicker Woods. Apparently stems from the Uyghur Squeak Indian tribe of the Algonquin Confederation. How much have you offered them to go? Nothing as of yet. We're still sussing out the situation. Hmm. Let me come out and see the site. Anything with a river view is worth my time. Excellent. Goodbye, Mr. Drummond. Goodbye, sir. I'll be in touch early next week. Cut scene down by the river. Inside Everrest, Miss Kitty's shanty. She sits at a small table braiding bittersweet wreaths. Her beloved cat, Miss Josephine, hunkers down on her lap. The wood fire on the potbelly stove crackles and pops. Miss Kitty speaks softly to the feline. I can feel a change a-coming, my darling. I look up and I see circles of hawks and vultures, and I can feel a change becoming on. I'm 61 years old, my darling, moving into the last third of my life. Body still intact, mind still intact, heart still humming, but I got a feeling a change is coming on. And I ain't just talking about the weather, my dearest. I'm talking about the big picture, the shape of things to come. I'm talking about battening down the hatches, my feline friend, us against them, the planets unraveling. In the lake there is a river, and in the river is a lake. Make no mistake, make no mistake. We are here and we are there. But who is to say that life is fair? Because life ain't fair, my little darling, and who am I to blow against the wind? I look at your pappy and I see a slow decline. Winter ain't good for his bones, my lovely. We got to do our best to keep him warm. We got to do our best to keep feeding him his daily dose of soul soup. Time, place, and circumstance, that's what I'm talking about. Free up your mind and your soul will follow. Level out the playing field. Hip, hop, hip. Take a gander of the mighty, mighty Hudson, the North River, the River of Dreams. Flows down to us from Lake Tier of the Clouds, 315 miles north of where we sit. I have fears. But allow me to remind myself something mighty, mighty good can come out of something mighty, mighty bad. Clocks and hearts keep ticking. Your pappy ain't going to be around forever, and neither am I. You got to kill when you have to, and you got to drink blood to keep you in the power zone. I'm not saying you have to kill, kill, kill. But I am saying that you best be prepared to throw down the gauntlet if in the time does come to put up your dukes. You are my most beloved darling. There. She holds up the completed wreath. How does that look? We'll hang it from Pappy's door. Give him a sweet surprise when he gets back home. Cut. Scene. The old-timer and Cookie Cropsy fish from the bank of the river. A white construction bucket sits between them and is already filled with a half a dozen fish. Old-timer. Shine, don't shine no more. Cookie. Well, if it shine, then it is fine. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to dine. Suit yourself, Gonzago. I'm going to pull a few more in. Cookie Cropsy lays his rod down and pulls out his knife. Slices up some Jerusalem artichokes. Spoons a hunk of lard into the cast iron pan. Tosses the sliced up artichokes into the pan like coins. As the grub sizzles, Cookie Cropsy deftly yanks a fish out of his bucket, slams its head against a rock, slices his knife upward along the crease of its belly, extracts the guts with the crook of his index finger and flings them into the river, scales the fish, fillets it, salts it, and gently lays it down into the sizzling fry pan. I love me a good striper. Better than rabbit? Better than squirrel? 
I do believe so. I truly do. There's just something about the taste and the texture, the mildness compared to the harsh metallic flavor of meat. Sounds like you must be going vegan on us, Cookie. Oh, no, don't get me wrong there, Hiram. You know I wouldn't last long without my meat, my fennel sausage, my venison stew, my rack of lamb, my chops of pork. All of it calls to me there, Hiram, but I do like fresh fish. Fish on a Friday. The great fisher of man, time, place, and circumstance, which reminds me, Cookie, if and when I go to the beyond the beyond, do me a favor. Bury me in a white pine box. That's bury. No cremation for me. Why would I want to deprive the earth of all the nutrients that my rotting corpse is sure to deliver? I second that appeal. Box me up in white pine too, my friend. No need to pump me full of those toxic chemicals. Pernicious is what they are. Let me walk through the valley of the shadow of death unburdened by fear. So be it. Lift up the mantle of heaven and let me enter through the pearly gates. So be it. Let me wash my palms of the blood of Abraham. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, so be it, thanks be to God. Let my soul commune to the tune of the glowing moon. Hallelujah. Let my body float in the great hereafter. Hallelujah. Let my brain retire to the golden fields of yesteryear. Hallelujah. Let my hands unclasp from the golden rod. Hallelujah. And grasp the great diadem of the golden moon. Hallelujah. Let time, place, and circumstance align with the earth's spinning axis. Hallelujah. Let us now, you and I, sit and devour this river bounty. Hallelujah. The two men sit and begin eating the fish. Here's to the great earth's bounty flung down upon us from angels up above. Hallelujah. The fish is a wish that is most delish. You're darn tootin'. I look at the fish's eye and I do not wonder why. Me neither. Someday in the not-too-distant future we will be deader than doorknobs, my friend. No worries, cookie. I'll be with you until the end. It heartens me to know that, Hiram. I'm glad I can oblige, my friend. Friends until the end. Hallelujah. Until that fateful day, let us pray to the great spirit, the mother earth, the sleeping roots of trees, please. Make us ever mindful of the needs of others and especially remember our mothers. End. Act 1. Scene 4. Chocolate bars are for little kids. I want a cauldron and the nourishment that comes with it. 
This broke me down, no I'm not fixed it I broke myself open for this Made a space that you could fit in And clocks and hearts and time keep going But we didn't And I walk alone like I'm used to I wanted to call your bones home But I didn't get to Your shoulder stop over And I guess I had to I was lonely for no love And you showed me what it could do You showed me what I would do When I had some But it is not to be with you And I've been sad enough And I've been mad some But what good does that do? The leaves are not upset That they're leaving their branches Things change Time passes Death happens And what happened surely changed me And the hereafter is full of sadness That is raw and also so sweet Cause every time a cold heart thaws It sends a river of tears To nourish the ground and the weight of the sea Thank you.